Our score at the end of two periods is Merrimack 2, UMass Lowell 2. Mike Macknick, John Leahy with you. Our guest for the second intermission is the strength and conditioning coach in his fourth year at Merrimack, and it's Mike Kamal. First of all, Mike, uh, uh, let's talk about a, a game like tonight. Uh, what are some of the things that uh, I guess a hockey team needs to uh, think about as they get into the third period of a hard-fought game on the road uh, when it comes to strength and conditioning matters? Oh, well, definitely in a tough 2-2 game. We're definitely looking at our physical conditioning and our mental toughness, and um, it's definitely something that we really emphasize at Merrimack as far as uh, we like to put our athletes in a lot of adverse situations. So when it's 2-2 going into the third, they've been there before, and they know how to respond. Let's talk about some of the programs that uh, you've been responsible for at Merrimack. Uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll talk first about hockey uh, and some of the programs that, that you work with with these guys. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, this is my, like I said, this is my fourth year with hockey. Um, just been you know, working, uh, obviously, hockey. Uh, we train all of our city sports at Merrimack, so all 20 of them right now are uh, currently training. Again, we're talking with Mike Kamal, the strength and conditioning coach at Merrimack. The score here is 2-2. Two to two. And, uh, Mike, when you talk about things, I know you're also involved with things like nutrition, uh, the things that the, that the players eat. Uh, what, what, what's a typical, uh, I guess, pregame meal for, uh, uh, I, I suppose, for the hockey team? And, and how much does that play into the things that you're trying to do with, with strength and conditioning? And, and does it vary, I guess, from sport to sport? Um. Yes, yes and no, uh, Mike. Um, a little bit, but pregame we're definitely looking for uh, just definitely getting a lot of nutrients in them. Uh, things that are going to fuel them for the entire game. Um, during intermissions and stuff, we'll make sure they're drinking Gatorade, plenty of fluids. But uh, pregame we'll give them um, like a, a pregame shake. Uh, afterwards, we give them a postgame shake. Um, just trying to get them ready for uh, the back-to-back -back games. Now, do things change on the weekend? Yeah, like you said, back-to-back -back games uh, tomorrow. Uh, I, I imagine there's not a lot of work that you want to put the guys through on, on the day of a game when it's the second game back-to-back. -back. But, but what are some of the things that these guys want to try to do tomorrow so that, so that they'll be in, in the best condition possible for tomorrow night's game? Oh, after we meet in the morning, um, we'll have open ice. Uh, the guys want to go on to skate around a little bit, but we'll get them in the weight room. Uh, we'll do some stretching, we'll do some uh, just recovery rides and everything. Uh, just try to loosen up. Uh, try to break up any uh, any junk that's in their legs from uh, tonight and uh, just get them ready for the game tomorrow night. Now I know that, that you'll be down there uh, typically uh, before the game. What, what's what's pregame like for, for you? I guess uh, it probably starts when you, when you get to the rink and, and whether you guys are at home or on the road. I mean, does that vary? Uh, what is a typical pregame like for you? Well, we try to keep it very similar. Um, try to bring that home experience on the road as well. Um, obviously the difference is we don't have our weight room on the road. So, you know, we'll just pack a bag, but uh, we like to do some foam rolling, some static stretching. Uh, we'll do dynamic warm-up, and we'll do some ladder just to like, get them with a little sweat. So, so what are those, uh, I guess, for, you know, I don't know what most of those things mean. Uh, I mean, what what type of, uh, of exercises, I guess, are we talking about here? All right, so we're just going to try to loosen up their muscles with a foam roll. It's like a little massage. After that, we'll do just a regular stretch, just to, again, loosen up the muscles, especially around the hip. And then, um, you know, when we start doing our dynamic warm-up, now we're just trying to add some heat to the muscles, try to loosen them up. And then with the ladder, we're just trying to just, you know, get a little sweat going, just get them warm, get them ready to go. So after that, they just go, dress up, and then they got a uh, pregame warm-up on the ice. Now, does every player on the team have his own program that they'll follow throughout the course of a season and even in the offseason? Um, we keep it pretty simple. Uh, we keep everyone on the roster does the same thing. 
but after that, individual, we look at individual needs. Um, some of the young guys just need to get more lifting, they physically need to uh, develop more. Um, we look at the goalies too, just because of the amount of stress they put on the hips, we'll change up some things in season especially. In the off season, um, everyone on the roster trains exactly the same, uh, so we put them through the same rigors in the summer especially. Let me ask you one of the questions, of course, uh, you know, from Stefan DaCosta had such a great rookie season, and, uh, you know, maybe one of the things, you know, looking at him going to the next level, he'd be playing against guys who are so much bigger and stronger and so on, was maybe that's one of the things he needs to do to try to get to that next level uh, someday of, of hockey. What, what were the, some of the things that you worked with with him to, to try to improve, I guess, to improve his strength and condition? Well, I think the first thing was, um, you know, we would actually go to the grocery store together, um, just teaching him how to shop. Yeah. Never really had that experience before, but uh, really working with his nutrition a lot. This sounds interesting. You get, now, tell me what kind of food you'd buy with it. I'm, I'm going to guess that you stayed out of the candy aisle. You probably stayed out of the chip aisle, right? And that's why he was the way he was when he got here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, for sure. We kept him out of that, all of that junk food. We just, uh, just taught him. Literally, we spent a couple hours every time at the grocery store just walking around, just types of foods to eat. So tell um, me what kind of things you, you, you'd, you'd encourage him to get. Well, pretty much the first thing we did was we walked around the, out, the uh, outside of the grocery store and just told him, the majority of your shopping needs to happen here. It's like, well, what about inside the aisles? I'm like, we'll go there real quickly. He's like, but I like the house. I like the candy. <laughs> like, well, that's not going to help you out as a hockey player and as an athlete. Um, but his commitment in the summertime. So, so when you talk, excuse me, when you talk about outside oh. the store, you're, you're talking about, I guess, thinking ahead of time of what it is that you need to get, or, or? Well, we're just thinking like you know the dairy, the meats, um, the produce, the things that are going to help us to build muscle, to help us to recover, help us to perform. Um, in the summertime, especially, like I said, we were going six days a week in the summertime. Um, just make sure he was physically prepared. Um, so it's just a lot of education. Uh, it's astonishing sometimes how you know these young athletes just have no clue about nutrition whatsoever. But um, as far as the training in the summertime, he, he made a full commitment. He was on campus. He was coming in a couple times a day. Uh, just and that was his big. That's the biggest change we saw in Stefan this uh, past summer was, you know, he went from a little scraggly kid to uh, he's he's pretty strong now. Uh, he's not quite at the top, but for him, he's he's doing real well. His, his commitment's been awesome. So. Well, we talked a lot about hockey here, but uh, as you mentioned, you work with all the sports at Merrimack, uh, and, and and also uh, I know you've had influence on some of the other programs and regimens that the that the different programs have gone through. That Judgment Day has been a big one, and I, and I know you're closely involved with that. Can you talk about what that was and, and what it means, uh, not only to the hockey program but all the programs? Yeah, Judgment Day has definitely become an integral part of uh, Merrimack athletics. Um, so far, I think I believe, off the top of my head, we've had about six teams go through it. We have uh, coming up in January, we have uh, men's across, women's across, and baseball um, is going to participate. Uh, this past uh, preseason, we had uh, field hockey and uh, and hockey go through it. Uh, pretty much two-day training. Um, Eric Capitulic brings the staff in. Uh, the first day is on the field. It's about two and a half hours long. And the second day, we go uh, with hockey. We went five o'clock in the morning. Just, again, just talk about adversity, being in these situations. So when push comes to shove, they know how to respond. Um, the second day is in the pool. It's again, it's, it's physically demanding, but the big thing we're really trying to stress is leadership and teamwork. Because um, obviously these are team sports, and those are the qualities that we always need to stress. So you said they get started. So let's say the first day. So they get started at, at, at five o'clock in the morning. And, and what are they doing? Um, well, the first day is typically in the afternoon. Um, we uh, we went three 20-minute periods to mimic the sport. Um, with other sports, we'll mimic how their games are broken down. Just okay, so, so they spend three minutes, three periods on the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, 
the first period it was just pretty much just trying to physically get them packed. Um, just a lot of calisthenics, just constantly doing push-ups, um, mountain climbers, flutter kicks, jumping jacks, and just again stressing the focus, the focus factor. Uh, always echoing commands, always holding each other accountable, helping each other out, making sure everyone's doing the right thing at the right time. Um, from there, we you know we do a fireman's carry where uh, you just throw someone on your shoulders, literally like you see like the firemen do, and just uh, you know run to the 21 yard and back, 41, the 61, 81, and 101. And um, again, it's it's all about communication. It's all about teamwork, working together. And again, how do you respond when times get tough? And making sure always mentally sharp. What kind of an impact have you seen that, that this program? I mean, is there a way to, to, to quantify it and say, yeah, we're better in this area or, or or better in that area? We do these things better now because we've gone through this program. I think the number one thing that definitely shows with all the teams is the accountability piece. Um, if I'm doing something and it's tough, and I see you not doing the right thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna step up. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna call you out. I'm gonna make sure that we're on the same page. Because obviously in any team sport, everyone has a role to play, and if one person misses one pass or misses an assignment, that can obviously result in a goal, a touchdown, whatever it may be, and that may be the deciding factor at the end of the day. All right, Mike. Well, great to talk to you. Uh, we should talk again soon. Maybe we'll get into more detail about some of these programs. It's pretty interesting. I mean, it's, you, you could almost go on for, for an hour just on strength and conditioning issues. Uh, fortunately, we only have the intermission here, but uh, we appreciate you spending your time. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thank you, Mike. That is Mike Kamal, the strength and conditioning coach here at Merrimack College. The score at the end of two periods, Merrimack and UMass Lowell are all knotted up at two apiece. Shots on goal through two periods of play. Favor the Warriors by a count of 27 to 12, including 15 to, let's see, 15 to 8, I believe, that period. Lowell getting a lot of shots late on the power play. And it's time now to take a look at the recap of the second period of play.